0: Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry, once again, bringing you the Word of God. It is always an honor, always a privilege, praise God, to bring you the Word. We're so glad that you're connecting with us, praise God. Today, we're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 6, please. The book of Luke, chapter 6, and we are going to start us a new series today, praise God, I'm talking about being founded on the rock, amen, and today I'm going to talk about some some of the uh, fundamental things about that first, just to kind of open us up with this series. So Ephesians, or probably Luke 6, verse 46 is where we're going to go. And it says this in verse 46, I'm going to read a few verses here. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Of course, obviously, is where we want to be, right? Verse 49 But he who heard and did nothing, obviously, that's the key here, is like a man who built a house. On the earth, one translation might say the sand, and without, it said without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently against it, and immediately, it says, it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now, we're going to kind of take a look at this today. Um, I'm going to go up here, verse 46 again. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Let's do... Um, To start this out, i only got a few texts today for you, but we're going to do a little bit of word study on this, and hopefully it'll start making some sense. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? All right, so the word Lord here uh, means uh, supreme or supreme one, supremacy, okay? Supreme in authority, sometimes master is one of the synonyms for this word. So he's saying, why do you call me supreme? Uh, Why do you call me Master and then just have this casual approach to the words that I'm saying to you. And that's what he's bringing out, because sometimes we can all be guilty of this, okay? We call him Lord. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's our Master, so to speak. He's the Supreme One, but yet we have a tendency sometimes not to take serious the words that he speaks, all right? We just kind of take in the ones we want to, you know, we want to walk and the ones we don't we just kind of dismiss somehow and that's what he's talking about why do you uh why do you take such a casual approach to the things i'm saying to you all right so in other words praise god he says listen if you if you call me master if you're calling me supreme then follow what i say all right and uh, so um i broke this down i think sometimes you know when you kind of think about the sayings of the lord um some people kind of look at it like it's suggestions or recommendations, uh, or maybe even just some good advice, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe a friend gave us some good advice, and that's wonderful, but it doesn't apply to me, oh, well, we just kind of, you know, shrug it off, and obviously, when we're talking about the words of the Lord, they're not just some suggestion, or just some, you know, recommendation to us, it's, you know, when he's saying something to us, it's serious business, amen. Now, when I'm talking about him saying stuff, you know, we're, we're talking about, prime you know both about the scriptures and maybe things he speaks to us personally all right this is going to kind of come out in the mix of as far as this uh series but when you kind of think about this there's times that you know we know by the scripture the things that we need to do and there's sometimes god just every day our everyday walk god speaks to us about things gives us that witness that that leading that bidding amen and so if we're going to call him lord amen then let's let's give him the respect Uh, That's do his name. Amen. Let's give him respect as Lord. Amen. And follow when he leads. Now, of course, it goes on then, verse 47. uh, Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. Now, I'm going to come back to that here in just a second. Let's look at it now. He says he's going to say, if you'll do this, I'm going to I'm going to show you who he is, who he's like. Okay, he's going to be like the man building the house who dug deep laid the foundation on the rock, and when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house, he could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Okay, so he says the one that's going to listen, is going to take heed to what he says. Okay, in fact, one of the other translations, or, or pardon me, one of the other Gospels, brings this out and shows that he's referred to as a wise man, somebody that's wise in in what they're doing. They're being wise in their endeavors. They're listening. They're following it. They're wise. Okay. And obviously the one that doesn't listen, he refers to as somebody that's being foolish. Okay. Which is kind of key. We're going to look at that too. All right. But he says the one who heard and did nothing is like the man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently against it, and immediately, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. All right, so let's take a look at this. Uh, I'm going to come, come back up here into verse 47, kind of look at that a little bit more in depth, but I want to take a look at the difference between the wise man and the foolish man in the area of building of the house because sometimes you've just, you just got to see it, just the basic, simple principle here, okay, Uh, Just some simple understanding of something. He's talking about the difference between hearing and not, uh, or hearing and following, and uh, and hearing and not following. Okay, so just the difference. All right. So it says here, uh, you know, both of them heard. Okay, both of them obviously heard. It's both. It's verse forty-eight and forty-nine brings out that both individuals talked about the wise or the foolish, both heard. So there's no excuses here. All right. So both. Had a knowing or an inward knowing, or or they knew what was said. You know whether they physically heard something or had a knowing on the inside. Both of them had no excuses here, because uh, a lot of times you kind of look at this and what happened to the, the foolish uh, foolish one. Uh, okay, it didn't go so good for them. All right, and a lot of times people want to blame God because you know how come my house fell in or how come you know my house is going downstream here. I don't understand that. What's what's the deal here? And we can say, well, how come God's not taking care of me or whatever or why is this you know but the bottom line is he's making it real clear both heard okay one did something with it one didn't so he's letting it be known okay it's not on god here okay so obviously they both heard so my point is neither one have an excuse here all right both build a house okay which can be a good thing right both were busy doing something good there's nothing wrong with building a house that's a wonderful thing all right both build a house Both, in a sense, have the same opportunities, okay? When you kind of look at this, okay, both have the same opportunities, all right? Both had a storm, obviously the same storm, uh, at least we're assuming the same storm rolled in and, okay, hits both houses, okay? So they both had a storm. They both faced the same storm, okay? They both had opposition. They both had pressure. So I kind of felt like maybe I'll bring that out too because, you know, just because, The one is doing the right thing doesn't mean they're still not going to face some pressure once in a while. Okay, you have to understand that here comes that storm, that same storm, same opposition, same pressure. Okay, it's just that the one who heard and did, okay, is able to overcome. Okay, all right. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, praise God. So both had a storm. Okay, both faced the same storm. Both had opposition. Both had pressure. Okay, all right. And it said here that one uh, did, in other words, one followed what he said and one did not. Now, this is the difference, this is the difference of the two. Now, listen, I understand I'm being very, very simple and basic here. Okay, I understand that, okay, but I'm just trying to show you the, the simple difference between you know your house standing, okay, your life overcoming and conquering, and your your succeeding and your house going downstream, okay? Being demolished by opposition or pressure or a storm in life, okay? What makes the difference between somebody succeeding and somebody not succeeding, okay? Somebody overcoming, maybe, and somebody not overcoming, okay? What makes the difference is somebody's life standing firm versus somebody's life, you know, crumbling around them, okay? What's the difference? Well, in this text... He's bringing out the difference comes down to this, doing or not doing, okay? So you have one who did, one who did not, okay? So what we're finding out here is both had decisions to make. Either one of these individuals could have said no or could have said yes, could have said I'll follow or could have just said forget it, I ain't going to follow that, okay? Now, remember when you get back up to the beginning of this thing, he said, why are you calling me Lord, Lord? And not doing the things that I say. In other words, why are you taking such a casual approach to the things I'm saying? So we're obviously seeing here then that somebody here has made the decision to not take what he said casually. Whereas the other one did. Okay? The thing that we need to understand is both individuals here probably are believers. Okay? Both are both know God. Okay? Both have obviously heard. Both are looking at the same You know the same decisions to make. Both are, in a sense, doing the same things in the sense of building a house. Okay, trying to live their life. That's what that represents. You know, conducting life, building their life. You know, they got families, they got uh, jobs, they got uh, you know little ones, and they've got you know all the different responsibilities and the things they're accountable for, and as far as their own households and their own families. So they're both. You know, they're not. They're they're trying to let it be known that the the It comes right down to a simple thing that makes the difference. One is doing and one is not doing. Okay, all right. All right, so they both had decisions to make. Okay, one, of course, is referred to as as one that is wise. Now, obviously, uh, in the Luke's account, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily bring that out. It does in the Matthew's account, which we're going to turn to here in a bit. But one is wise and one is obviously being foolish. Now, the Scriptures back that up quite a bit, okay? Um, You know, when you start looking at wisdom, for instance, in fact, if you get into everything, especially into, like, Proverbs, okay, Proverbs 1 is real clear, pretty simple in there. It refers to, you know, the importance of following when something's being said or when God's trying to lead you, all right? It brings out that one that follows is obviously a wise individual, and one that does not follow is being foolish. Proverbs 1 is very clear about that. All right. I always think about even in the book of Psalms, I hear, um, oh, like for instance, um, Psalms 14 and 1. And I think another reference on that would be Psalms 53 and 1. And it says that, uh, you know, a fool says in his heart, there is no God, is how it's worded, like in the King James and the New King James. But you'll notice some of the text there is italicized, which, which basically says, when you look it up in the Hebrew, it says, a fool says in his heart, no, God. Not that there is no God, but that no, he's just saying no. In other words, he's leading, he's trying to guide, he's trying to direct, he's trying to help you in something, he's trying to give you simple instructions, and you just choose to say no. Now, we have that choice. I mean, I praise God that he's given us a free will, okay? But sometimes that free will can get us in trouble, you know, because sometimes we literally say no, all right? And that's what he's trying to bring out, that the fool has said no. I'm not going to follow. I'm not going to do that, all right? And obviously, even in the Old Covenant, as well as what we're seeing here, what Jesus is bringing out here in the New Covenant, is the fact that both individuals are obviously hearing They're obviously knowing what God wants, knowing what the instruction is. One chooses to follow it, which is going to be referred to as someone who is walking in wisdom, whereas the other one is choosing not to do it, and the Scriptures make it very clear they're being referred to as somebody who's being foolish in their actions or endeavors or lack of action. Maybe a better way of saying it in this text. Amen. So, anyway, I know I'm being very... Very uh, basic and simple right here, but I'm trying to make it real clear what could be the difference of individuals where their life is, is is doing what it should be doing, they're overcoming, they're conquering, they're moving on, moving forward, amen, versus somebody whose life is crumbling around them, whose home, so to speak, is, is, is busting apart and going downstream. What makes the difference in that could be just the simple Simple things of doing versus not doing some simple instruction that God gives. Okay. Now hang on to that, all right? So uh, one did, one did not. It says here also, one then was referred to as one founded on the rock. We see that in verse 48. Whereas obviously the other one was not founded on the rock. Obviously they were just, they just built it on the earth. One of the, you know, uh, other. It uh, talks about not necessarily the earth, but it says the sand, one building on the, on the rock, one building on sand. But the bottom line, what's referring to is it's, it's not stable because all it takes is a flood. All it takes is the earth to shake, and all of a sudden, everything underneath starts, starts you know, washing out or crumbling away. And the next thing you know, here goes uh, the house with it. And that's what he's trying to bring out. So one uh, was, was founded on the rock. And one was not. Now, maybe another reference. I, you know, I, whatever. I'm just thinking of like James. One brings out, uh, you know, that uh, you know we're called to be doers of the word. In other words, you hear the word, you see the word, you know what's being instructed, or you're hearing what's being instructed, and we fe- refuse to do. So what happens is we don't do. And the word says that you're deceived, and what it refers to is you're being self-deceived. So again, goes back to what he's talking about here. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and then not do those things? Why, are you not, why don't you take it serious what I'm saying to you here, okay? And somebody might say, well, you know, that doesn't apply to me, or, you know, that maybe later I'll get to that. Because sometimes it could be something like that. We procrastinate or something. We push it off for a later time. But see, what happens is we don't see the importance in it. Now, I am hope you're hearing this, and I, 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 I'm really hammering on this, but you're going to see when we get into this, okay, how just simple, the simple things matter, okay? All right? So I'm just trying to really kind of lay a little groundwork with that, okay? The simple things matter. See, but what happens is when we don't think it matters, or we think it doesn't pertain to us, or we think somehow, uh, you know, that simple instruction is something I'll do later, OK, uh, it, you know, right now I ain't got time for that or right now. Yeah, you know, I'm too busy. I got this other stuff going or or I'll, I'll deal with that later. Or yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But we just procrastinate. OK, and what happens is James brings out that you become self-deceived. OK, you're deceived. You, you're self-deceived. OK, all right. Now, uh, you know, that maybe didn't sound real encouraging, but the bottom line is that's why he's saying, why do you call me supreme? Why do you call me Lord? you know, if you're not going to follow some of these things I instruct you to do, there's a reason I'm saying these things, all right? If you understand that I'm the supreme one, the one in authority, if you understand I'm the one that leads, and yet you're not going to follow when I do lead, he says, then that's kind of foolish, all right? Because you're somehow now self-deceived into thinking you know something uh, more so than the one trying to lead you here, all right? Or, uh, you know, somehow you've, you've you know, talked yourself out of it or something, okay? Well, anyway, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But anyway, okay, so, uh, okay, one did, one did not. One was founded, one was not. Uh, another thing you find out in this story is that one house stood, one house fell, okay? They they both heard. They, uh, you know, both knew what they should do. One did, the, you know, one uh, followed it, one did not. And so what happens, they have different results. This is what's so important about this. They had different results. Because that's the name of the game, right, is getting the results we want here, okay? And obviously they had different results. Uh, One resisted the storm, okay, they both had a storm, they both had opposition, they both had pressure here, okay? But one resisted it and one did not. That's real key here, okay? So what we're doing here is laying a foundation, okay? Because we want to be able to resist when the storms of life hit or when the pressure's on or when the circumstances hit us and, you know, the enemy's trying to somehow knock you off your faith. It's these... Little simple things that we do that help us build our house, so to speak, on a rock with a foundation. Okay. Now, with all that said, let's back up here into verse 47. Okay. As I said, we're going to come back to that. Verse 47 here. And it says here, whoever comes to me. Okay. Get this. And here's my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he's like. Okay, so whoever comes to me, okay, so I think this is important because it's talking about, there's three things here mentioned here about somebody that's going to come to him, hear him, and follow him, okay, or do, all right, what he asks, all right. So three things, okay. First, those that come to him, okay. So whoever comes to me, all right, and here's my sayings, okay. Whoever comes to me, All right. So what does that mean? Well, it's just referring to drawing near. Okay, a lot of references in that. We can kind of, you know, through the course of this series, I'm sure we'll get on these. But you know, you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. Okay, we got that promise. The word's real clear that when you draw near to Him, there's there's uh, there's grace, there's that divine influence upon the heart. Okay, when you draw near to Him, there's instructions. When you draw near to Him, there's wisdom the Scripture brings out. When you draw near to Him, you enter into a place, uh, or at least the potential of, of, of intimacy, uh, of, uh, of uh, coming into presence. Okay, We've talked many times from behind this pulpit about presence and the importance of presence, uh, You know His presence in our life. Okay, So the face-to-face encounters with Him. So when you're coming unto Him, there's a lot of things that are at your disposal now. And hang on to that because I'm really going to get to that here before this is over with. But there's, there's things at your disposal that, you know, you have access to to help you fulfill all the things you need to fulfill, not only to follow when led, but also everything you need to fulfill whatever it is you're walking in or being led in. Okay, so not only just to do it, but also everything you need to accomplish and get the end result. So in other words, that when the storms hit now, okay, that your house ain't going downstream, your house ain't crumbling around you, but instead, praise God, it's standing firm, okay? So when he says, "Come," those that come to me, and I think that's important because even the, those that maybe are going through trouble, they have a tendency to cry out to God. In fact, Proverbs 1 really brings this out. They have a tendency to cry out to God in their moment of, uh, you know, dilemma or pressure. And, and, and sometimes because you haven't done, you know, followed him in the simple things, now all of a sudden, you know, we're going to cry out and, and try to, you know, bail us out of our problem. You know, and there's, there's some times that we don't, get, we don't get that because we're not in a position to get that. We, we haven't positioned ourselves to receive anything he would instruct you to do. All right. And sometimes what we're experiencing sometimes is the results of, you know, maybe years of not following when he's trying to instruct. Again, uh, you know, this is just, we're just kind of laying some groundwork here for this series. Uh, But a lot of this, man, I just want to kind of jump into full with both feet here. But the bottom line is, okay. This is what he's talking about here. He says, you know, you you come to me, but you're going to have to now listen and you're going to have to follow when I do give you instruction so that you can overcome when the pressures of the enemy come against you or you can overcome when the storms of life hit or the opposition comes, okay? You'll know how to stand firm, okay? So it doesn't take your house down. So your house don't. End up going downstream. Okay, hopefully that sounded proper English there. But the bottom line is see, you're just seeing the difference here. Okay, so he says, Those that come to me, he says, verse 47 again, and here's my sayings. Now, this word here just literally means to listen with intent to follow, is what it means. Some of your maybe your old King James might use the word hearken, okay, it's, which is kind of a cool word, really. Uh, the word hearken, okay, it's kind of an old English word, but but it's it's a good word because it means it means to hear with intent to follow. Okay? And that's what we want to do. We want to hearken unto God. Okay? We want to hear, right, with the intent to follow. Amen. So it means to listen with intent to follow uh, in order to do. It also means Uh, You know, getting, you know, your directions, your instructions, answers, clarity, marching orders. And we can go on and on and on what he's, you know, we're here to listen because what he's trying to do is show you what needs to happen next or what you need to do next or what you need to address or deal with or walk through or eliminate. I mean, we can go on and on and on about all this. And this is just keys, okay, because we're going to find out it's just simple things that God talks to you about. I mean, we, we, we talk about, you know, hearing God, and the Word says He's made your ear to hear, made your eyes to see, okay? He's, he's not just talking about physical eyes and ears. He's talking about that inward ear, that inward eye, so you can see what you should see and hear what you should hear, praise God. The Word's real clear. Jesus said that you're His sheep of His pasture, and the Word says that, you know, uh, His sheep know His voice, His sheep hear His voice, and His sheep follow His voice, Okay? So, obviously, you have the potential to hear, but he's talking about just the simple things that no matter what he talks to you about, that you follow it, that you don't somehow look at it as a lightweight thing, okay? You take a casual approach, which is kind of what I've used earlier in this service, you know, the casual approach to things he says. All right, now hang on to that, okay? So, uh, hearing, and then it says, and doing, So whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, okay, is going to be that wise individual that builds their house right, okay? So does, it just means to follow through, to apply it, to have action, okay? And obviously when you do it, okay, you're building that solid foundation that resists the storms here, okay? Because it says here you'll be the individual that's founded on the rock, okay? You've built your foundation on the rock. So I thought I'd look up this word foundation too, Okay, to kind of give you understanding about that, we see that word in verse 48, uh, but it's what he's talking about here. If you'll do these things, you're building on the foundation. Okay, well, what's a foundation? Obviously, most people know, but it means something put down. Something that's been put down refers to a substructure, footing, base, but when we get our words like basis and basic, uh, you know, so we're talking about basic fundamentals, basic principles, all this is dealing with with this thing that helps you uh, become firmly founded on the rock. Okay, so a foundation is something put down. What's he talking about? Well, he's talking about, you know, like brick upon brick, layer upon layer, uh, line upon line, grace upon grace. What we're doing is every little thing we follow him in, Amen. It's like we're putting another brick or we're, we're, we're laying that, making sure we're, we're building everything on that rock. All right. So every time you decide not to follow, it's like you miss out on a we could say maybe a brick in the foundation. OK, uh, you know, we're going to use the word brick. It kind of makes sense when he says something laid down. OK, so we're talking about, uh, you know, something that, you know, this thing we begin to build something. OK, so. When he says, you know, you know somebody that is, is doing what I say, they're now being founded on a rock, which means they're putting something down. Okay, they may not, uh, you may not know about the storms that are out there. You may not know about the pressure that's out there. But somewhere along the line, here comes a storm. Somewhere along the line, here comes the pressure. Now, I'm not trying to make some kind of negative confession. I'm just telling you, okay, we'd all be a little bit, uh, we're all a little bit maybe deceived if we think that there isn't going to be pressure once in a while or a storm in life that's going to hit once in a while. Okay? These things happen. So what you have to do is not be casual about the little things he walks you through and talks to you about every day. Okay? And I'm going to talk about some of them here in a minute. But what we 're doing then, every time we follow him, we put another brick and even though you may think it's a casual lightweight thing, see even though you may think it's just you know it's not really important to God, it is important, and really, when your house is going downstream and falling apart around you, you're going to find out how important that that brick would have been if it would have been in the foundation. See if you would have laid that that's something that's to be laid, something put down, that foundation. See, it's, it's this thing that, that, that work, you work on every day of your life on putting a foundation so that no matter what storm comes your way, no matter what pressure comes your way, and I want to bring this clear or make this clear to you, okay? It doesn't mean the storm has to take you out. He's made that real clear in this text. The storm doesn't have to take you out. Storms come, they go. The wind blows sometimes. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes the you know the, the the rain comes and the rain goes. And sometimes you know all this stuff happens. But that don't mean that your house has to fall apart every time a storm hits. That's what he's trying to bring out here. Your 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 house doesn't have to be going downstream just because the rain comes, okay, and beats on your house. But if you have your foundation laid. It doesn't matter how much that wind blows. It doesn't matter how much it beats on your house. Your house is standing firm. Now, remember, we're talking about your life, okay? We're talking about your household, your family, okay? Things about your life, amen. If you will just do the simple little instructions that he gives you day in and day out, it's amazing how that begins to build a foundation for you so that no matter what the enemy tries to do to you in later years or later days, whatever, it ain't going to knock your house down because... You've already laid your foundation. You're already settled. You're already anchored, praise God, in who you are as a child of God. So what I thought I'd do for a little bit of this is talk about this. Uh, i got a question for you. Okay, how do you conquer, then, the big storms? Okay, well, the way you conquer the big storms is by doing the little things daily, okay, following him daily. All right. It's it's not it's not this big thing you have to do to overcome the big storm. It's the little things. That's what he's trying to make clear in this text. It's the little things. Okay, the everyday little instructions that God gives. Okay, things like uh, uh, you know uh, steps of faith and believing in Him and trusting in Him. They he'd say little things like he might just say trust me in this, believe this. Okay. Okay, be confident that I'm with you, even in this moment or something. Just little things that he begins to speak to you that you say, okay, I refuse to panic. I refuse to give in to fear. I'm going to resist the enemy here. There's times God talks to you about resistance. There's times he might talk to you and say, don't yield to that. Don't give heed to that. All right, don't let your emotions get the best of you. These are all simple instructions. Okay, but at the time... You may look at that and think, well, you know, it's just normal, okay? I'm I'm upset because I get upset or or whatever, okay? We can go on and on and on and somehow justify not following God. What are you doing? Well, you're being casual in the things He talks to you about. When God talks to you about, uh, you know, saying something, do you say? When He talks to you about not saying something, do you not say it? When God says, go ye, or stop ye. Hello, somebody. You know, when God says, uh, you know, love that individual. When God says, forgive that individual. Release that individual. Are you doing these simple things? Okay? Now, you may think, well, you know, you know God understands if I, if I don't do that. Well, you know, is God merciful? Absolutely. Is God loving? Absolutely. Okay? But what he's talking to you about, he says, listen, I'm talking to you about someday, you know, wanting your house to stand firm and not cave when the storms hit, okay? And that's going to be up to you whether you're going to follow those simple instructions. Oh, child of God, I hope you're hearing this. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. How about when God talks to you about, uh, you know, not worrying, you know, not stressing out about something, about casting the care of that thing upon him, is that something you follow or is that something you kind of blow off? See what I'm saying? See, it's those simple things. And see, remember now, see this as laying a foundation. What was that word foundation? It means something put down that every time, every little instruction that he gives you that you say, okay, I'm going to trust God in this, or I'm going to follow God in this. I'm going to, I'm going to walk this out as he said to do. And you do that. It's like you put another brick, another brick, another brick, another another layer, another layer. See, you know, just little by little, you're making that, that foundation firm, that foundation strong, making sure that the house is connected to the rock, praise God. Amen. Not just laying on top of the ground, all right, where the, where the ground could cave and, and wash away, and all of a sudden your house is going with it. Are you hearing me? How about when God talks to you about casting that thought, not taking, not taking that thought to cast down that vain imagination, Take every thought captive. These are just simple things that sometimes God not only shows you by the word, but also instructs us in everyday things about not giving heed to that, not giving thought to that. Don't take thought saying, amen, one of the uh, references says, you know, don't let yourself now take thought, and then all of a sudden your words now are following it. When God talks about those things, is that a lightweight thing to you? Or is that a serious business when God says, this would be a good time for you to just, you know, uh, cast that thought down? Do you do that? How about when God says, guard your words? When God says, you know, don't don't speak death, speak life. Is that what you follow? When God says, you know, talk the blessing, not the curse. Don't give heed to the enemy with your mouth. You know, speak life. All right. Uh, Take authority, uh, you know, uh, with your mouth. You know, don't don't let your mouth uh, get the best of you. Okay, when he talks to you about those things, is that a lightweight thing or is that is that serious business to you? Now, I want to say this, too. We're not talking about at times that maybe something you stumble or you make a mistake or you do. It happens. But but what do you do with that then? Do you go back and make that right or do you? Or are you just somebody say, "Ah, you know God understands," and you just move on. And I'm going to tell you there's a lot of those, okay, God'll understand things that has got a lot of Christians in trouble. A lot of Christians' houses are crumbling around them and going downstream. And you might think I'm being critical and I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you what Jesus is talking about. He says, "Why do you call me Lord?" And he even emphasized, Lord, Lord, when he, he, when, he doubled, when he says that, Lord, Lord, he's emphasizing, you have referred to me as the Supreme One. You call me Lord, and yet you're not giving heed to those things I say to you. You, you take a casual approach to it. You only do what you want to do. So if you're only going to do what you want to do, then he's really not Lord. Okay. Now you've become the one in the you know in the in the driver's seat so to speak. You're the one calling all the shots. You know to do if God in the in the last week instructed you to do ten different things, and you only do one of them, you see what I'm saying? He's really not Lord. Oh hallelujah! Hope you're hearing this now. Remember, I'm I, I might I'm laying some groundwork here, but I'm what we're talking about is the difference between your house standing and your house crumbling around you and going downstream, okay? That's the difference. It's these simple things, all right? When God uh, talks to you, you know, about, you know, uh, you know get, uh, eliminate that fear or that insecurity, okay? Stop stressing about something. Do you, do you cast that care on God, or do you do go on and say, well, oh, well, you know, somebody's got to worry about it. Somebody's got to stress out about it. Oh, come on, child of God. Listen, I haven't even mentioned anything here that you knew or that you would know, amen, that that's a bad thing. or a, I mean, you, you know when I'm talking to you about these things that, yeah, we probably should do those things. Well, when God begins to instruct you or talk to you about it in everyday things, are you following that? Because every time you follow him in those simple little instructions, it's like putting something down. See, it's laying another brick, another layer. All right. Making sure the house is secure, founded on a rock. Amen. And every time you do these things, amen, it's like it's helped secure that house. Amen. Your life. Amen. So you succeed in the end. Amen. That no matter what pressure comes, no matter what storm comes, you're standing firm. Praise God. Hope you're hearing this. Let's go to Matthew's account. I want to look at something here. Matthew's account. Of this. this is Matthew 7, please. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Matthew 7. <clears throat> let's look how it's worded here because he adds a little bit to this text. And um, let's, uh, well, the whole text basically from verse 21 down here to verse 27. Uh, Jesus talking. um says this in verse 21 he says not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven he adds this in here and this is what we're going to talk about here uh, to close this today uh, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father in heaven many will say to me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name done uh, many wonders in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you now who, who's the them the, is talking about the individual. Who says, Did we not? Okay. Now, I just want to bring this out. Okay. You notice, though, that the individual saying, Did we not do this and that and this and that? He's not saying any of that's bad. That's all good stuff. He just says that you're, you're, he's talking to one individual, just like I'm talking to each one of you. Okay. He's talking to a single individual, uh, you know, telling them, okay, the importance of following him. And then they're going around and say, Well, you know, did we not do this? Did we not? He said, Wait, whoa, 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 breaks, breaks, breaks. I, uh, you might have belonged to the right church. You might have been in groups that did good things and right things. But he said, I'm talking to you individually. Okay? And the simple little things that I talk to you about every day. Okay? So then I will declare to them, verse 23, I never knew you. See, so he's making it, you know, they're trying to make it like a group. Uh, you know, we, did we not do all these things? He said, Listen, listen. I'm, I'm talking to you. I ain't talking to we. I'm talking to ye. Okay? I'm talking to the single individual here. Okay? I never knew you. And then he says, Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And of course, we're going to define that. And then it goes on and says, For, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings, repeats the same story here, who does these sayings of mine, um, and, or pardon me, hears these sayings of mine and does them, he's li- I'll liken him as a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Same thing here. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, or pardon me, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Again, same story, but he adds a few things up here in the beginning. So let's go back and look at this. Verse twenty-one. Not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Let's define this, okay? All right, I hope you're with me. Okay, hang on to this because it, start, it starts making some sense in everyday living how this affects us, okay? All right, so the word kingdom, Basilio is the, is the Greek word, which means rule, reign, pardon me, rule, realm, or reign, okay? It also means ruling as royalty, okay? It talks about ruling and reigning. It talks about overcoming. So when we're talking about all the storms that come, he says if you will, if you're in this, if you're the person grabbing hold of this, Okay, you're going to have the empowerment you're going to need. So he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Now the word heaven, okay, just means the place of eternal power. It means that which is ageless, timeless, endless, limitless in the area of power. You know, and then he's talking about all of heaven's resources. Okay, so we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about the rule, the realm, the reign. Okay, the ruling of heaven. In other words, when you're calling Him Lord, Lord, and you're following Him, okay, what you've done now is you've got all of heaven's resources now at your disposal. Okay, His rule, His realm, okay, now it's at your disposal. Okay, everything about heaven's resources is now at your disposal. Now hang on to that, okay? Uh, he uh, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does, uh, pardon but he who does the will of my Father, in heaven, okay? So we're obviously talking about following your father who's in heaven. All right? In other words, he's again talking about the one from heaven is trying to lead you. You decide you're going to follow. So when you follow the one who's in heaven, let's define that again? Hallelujah, place of eternal power, ageless, timeless, endless, limitless power. Come on, you're in the you're following the one who's in heaven given instructions, which means now his rule, his realm His reign now comes on the scene. So now the kingdom of heaven now is now working for you. Now hang on to that with just everyday living. Every time you follow God, it's like everything he says, not only is he giving you instructions of what to do, he's now empowering you to do it. That's what he's saying. So many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And, of course, again, I talked about that earlier. But then verse 23, and then I will declare to them I never knew you. Okay? Okay, you're the one right now. So he's talking individually, and that's the thing. He's saying, listen, if you're not going to follow, he said, I'm talking to you who refuses to follow. I'm not, I'm not, you, might be, you might belong to the right church. You might be doing the right things in your church. You might have a group of people in your church, people you even hang out with, who are doing great things, doing right things. And you might be right there in support and, and encouraging it and praise God and, and, and seeing it happen. Okay, He's not making light of that. He just says, listen, it's you I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about you individually. So you could be, you could be in the right church, but just individually, you're not following God every day when he talks to you about little things. In other words, you go to the right church, you, you raise your hands, you worship. And again, I'm not trying to make light of anything. I want you to hear this, and I'm not picking on anybody. But he says, listen, if you want your house to stand when the storms of life hit, okay, it's what, what matters is what you're doing personally every day when he leads you. You've come to him, and now he says, okay, you're, you're looking to me like I'm supposed to be the one that's supposed to lead you. Now I'm going to try to lead you. And when I try to lead you, are you going to follow that? Okay, and those simple things. And again, I'm going to say this. You know, we're not talking about, you know, you know he's going to send you to you know, Timbuktu to go win a nation for Jesus. I mean, that might come, but, but he's talking about just the simple everyday things. And I think this is where we have a tendency to make light of those simple instructions. So then it goes back to this, why do you call me Lord? And you won't even give heed to those simple things, I tell you. And obviously you're hearing it, and obviously you know and understand what I need to be doing, okay, but you choose just not to do it. The only thing that made the difference... Whether they were founded on the rock or not founded on the rock was the fact they would not do the little simple things he instructed them to do day in and day out. And as a result of it, here comes the storm in life, a storm of life, some pressure, heavy pressure thing hit. And next thing you know, it's knocking your world upside down. And as a child of God, that shouldn't happen. As a child of God, no matter what the enemy tries to throw at you, you're standing firm, praise God, in who you are as a child of God. Hallelujah. You're, you're facing it right. Hallelujah. In faith. Hallelujah. You're getting the victory, overcoming the world, praise God, more than a conqueror, praise God, walking in victory, triumphant in all things, praise God. Why? Because your house is founded on a rock, because you're somebody that does the things he asks of you in day-to-day things. It's the simple, everyday things. Now, back here to verse 40, or me, back to verse 23 of Matthew 7. I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, I thought I would better define that because it kind of sounds like a pretty, pretty dismal thing here, you know, kind of a pretty bad and ugly thing. Well, it ain't good, that's for sure, but let's define it first, okay, and just show you about what it's referring to here. This word, um, depart, means, it's actually made up of two different Greek words, okay? But one, first one means offer away from, and the next word, okay, uh, I'd I pronounce it here, but I think I'd butcher it, okay? But the second part of this word, or the second word in this word, uh, means uh, to a place of receiving, or a place of receiving. So offer away from a place of receiving. Now hang on to that. So depart, you, look at it's talking personal, you who practice... Okay, they're working at they're in it, they're engaging it, they're toiling totally committed to it. They're practicing lawlessness. Okay, they're practicing lawlessness. Lawlessness, just words like iniquity or transgression, but it refers to somebody that's violating either laws, lines that have been set, or boundaries that have been set. Okay, hang on to that. Okay, so he's talking about those that are continually, in other words, bottom line is they're continually not doing the things He's laying out for them. Okay? So he says, Depart from me who are continually rejecting. Okay? They're not following when he leads and guides. Okay? So now they're lawless because they just refuse to, to follow any kind of lines or guidelines or boundaries that God lays out there. Now you go back to all the things that I've kind of mentioned, and of course it's just a a minute group of, of things that, you know, comparison of, of, of everyday living, there's so many things that God could talk to you about, but things simple things like your mouth, simple things like, you know, walking in love, forgiving, all these kind of things, what you choose to meditate on and think on. These are things that God has laid out there, and then things that God talks to you about day in and day out, you know, to, to help you walk this thing. To give you instruction when all of a sudden something happens and all of a sudden your mind wants to go berserk, your emotions and your feelings go, you know, are going every which way, and the Spirit of God begins to say, hey, let's settle down. Let's, let's not be worked up about that. Cast the care of that on. See, these are just simple instructions that he gives. But if you constantly say, ah, I'm just going to shrug that off. See, what he says is you're, see you're, you're, you're practicing lawlessness. See, we look at that and think, well, it's some major crime. No, no. He says it's just the simple things I'm talking to you about. You keep shrugging off. You will not allow any kind of line or a boundary in your life. So what happens is you keep shrugging it off. and And this word depart, what it's talking about, literally means when you look at it, okay, it literally means you've positioned yourself now in a place of not receiving. Okay, that wasn't God doing that. So a lot of times when you read this, you kind of think God is now shrugging you off. Okay, but it's more of a thing of you have positioned yourself now to be in a place or or positioning yourself in a place of not receiving what you need. So now you think about that in everyday living. So you continually walk in that. You continually ignore the things God talks to you about. So what happens is you're not laying any kind of foundation, okay? And you may think it's not important. It's not important. Not that big a deal. God's merciful. God will overlook that. And don't get me wrong. He is merciful. Praise the Lord. He is. Praise the Lord for the blood of the lamb. Praise the Lord for, you know, the the place, you know, the price that he paid. And hallelujah for all. We're not making light of any of that. But he's talking about, listen, do you want your house to stand when the storms of life hit? That's going to be up to you whether you're going to follow these things and take it serious. So, again, it goes back. Why are you calling me Lord? If you're going to just take some kind of casual approach to the things I instruct you in, the things I talk to you about day in and day out. You know, you think about, you know. Don't don't you know, don't take the care of that or or stress out about that. Well, it's you know, somebody say, well, that's easier said than done. Well, well, maybe if we got a habit of stressing out about everything, it it might seem like a hard thing, but it's really not. He just says, listen, cast the care of it on me. So what do you do? Well, you just say, Lord, you know that thing, it bothers me, but I'm casting the care of that on you. You're doing what he asked you to do. And when you do that, whether you know it or not, you just put a brick in the in the foundation. And every time you do that, even though it seems like such a simple, minute thing, and that really is why we kind of take casual approach to it. Because we think like it's so simple, it's so basic, it can't mean much. Yes, it does. It's putting another brick in the foundation. And every time you do that, praise God, you're, you're making that house, your life more secure, founded on the rock, praise God, so that no matter what the enemy tries against you down the road, praise God, you're standing firm, you're not caving, praise God. But every time you dismiss those things, what you've done now, you've positioned yourself into a place of not receiving something you may need. And, man, that's what's important. That's why he says, you know, know, you've literally now separated yourself because you are practicing not following the instructions that have been given you. Nobody wants to be guilty of that. And I I think sometimes we read this stuff real quick and we just kind of, you know, look at that like that's some bad, evil person. It's really not. He's talking to the believers. He's talking to you and me. And we even as children of God. Now, listen, I didn't take away your salvation. I didn't say you weren't going to heaven because sometimes you you speed read that. You think when he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, you're thinking that that's what he's referring to. And he's really not. He's talking about the rule and reign of the realm of of heaven's resources available to you at your disposal. Okay. So we're not taking away your salvation. We're not taking away saying you're not going to go to heaven. But we're saying, you know, why should you allow the enemy just to tear your life apart? Why would you want the enemy to somehow cause your house to fall down around you and somehow end up downstream? And the sad thing about most of that, because we're talking about believers, the sad thing about that when that happens, most believers want to blame God. Well, child of God, we don't have any excuse. We got no reason blaming God for anything. All right. I guarantee you, somewhere along the line, we didn't take serious the little instructions he gave us. Okay, the little things that would have laid that foundation right, made sure that you were secure in your life, praise God, anchored to the rock so that no matter what storm rolls in, hallelujah, you're able to stand firm, praise God you know lay sit inside the house amen drinking a cup a cup of coffee or hot cocoa or something praise god no matter how much storm blowing out there amen you're secure praise god because you know who you are and you're anchored to your god amen child of god i hope you got something today amen next week we're going to kind of dive into this a little bit deeper talk about the power of uh what it means to to, uh, the power of obedience okay and what that means and so i hope uh I hope you uh, join me again next week, praise God, as we dive in a little deeper. Praise God. Father, I give you praise and glory. Thank you again for a people of God who had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. And Lord, again, for opening the eyes of our understanding, making things clear that we can see things as we should. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening.